Hey folks and welcome to the Blue Light Podcast. This is a place to discover all you need to know about the police recruitment process. I'm Brendan from Blue Light and over the past several years I've been coaching and supporting people for the police recruitment process with a huge amount of success. Something I'm really proud of, uh, over four and a half thousand people are now in the police service as a result of my support. I showed them what to do, they did the hard work. So this is hard work, folks. You are not going to get handed a role in the police as a police officer on a silver platter. The police do not owe you a living. You're going to have to work hard for it, and you're going to have to demonstrate the highest, highest standards. So today I'm going to talk about one of those standards, and it's the standard of integrity. I'm absolutely convinced that probably twice or maybe even three times during the recruitment process you are going to be asked about times when you've demonstrated integrity or you might be set a scenario where they check with you what you would do these are called situational questions and it would be around a conundrum that's going to test your integrity so what do we mean by integrity well if we take a look at the code of ethics the police code of ethics from the college of policing in england and wales you'll see that it talks about um, how integrity is about how you will be honest and with integrity at all times. It gives a further explanation of what integrity is, but I've kind of got my own definition, which I've pulled together from the College of Policing and from other sources. And quite simply, it is this, that integrity is doing the right thing in challenging or difficult circumstances, even when no one is watching. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of little helpful tests later on in this podcast to so you can think about whether I am doing the right thing in challenging or difficult circumstances, even when no one is watching. So I'm delighted actually today that I can introduce a line from Star Trek, and it's really, really relevant um, to a situation that occurred yesterday, actually. So I was doing some coaching with a group in a webinar who are preparing for the new online assessment process that's being delivered by the College of Policing. College of Policing has already said that you'll do an interview. Actually, it's not really an interview because you're just uploading answers to questions that will be assessed later by uh, an offline assessor. So there's no human interaction whatsoever. So it's not really an interview, is it? Because an interview is kind of where one person asks a question, the other person answers it, and the person who's asking the questions can probe you further as to what you mean by certain things. Nothing. That doesn't exist. You've got to answer a question, and you've got five minutes to answer that question. My, I advocate that you use all of those five minutes because there is a lot to talk about. And that's what we're practicing yesterday. And one of the questions that you're going to get asked, I know this because it tells you, the College of Policing Guidance tells you that you're going to be asked a question about the value of integrity. And there are only so many questions that you can be asked around the value of integrity. When you look at the behaviours, there's a couple of the behaviours within the description of integrity that just scream out for a question. So it is going to be along the lines of, can you tell me about a time when you've challenged someone's inappropriate behaviour? Or can you tell me about a time when you've done the right thing, even though doing nothing would have been the easier option? It's going to be something along those line, uh, those lines. So my client the other day talked about how he challenged someone's uh, um, inappropriate behaviour in the workplace, and it was indeed inappropriate behaviour. It involved a conversation that one of his colleagues had with a 16-year-old girl, and it was highly inappropriate. And he then talked about how he challenged the colleague 
and the colleague admitted, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. It was it was wrong. But then he took it to his supervisor. And his supervisor made a record of it, and there was an investigation, and there was management action. And he describes after how, in the workplace, it was awkward. Awkward. Really awkward. Because the individual who had carried out the inappropriate behaviour knew it was him who had reported this individual to the supervisor and so did the colleagues as well so some colleagues were there saying yep i've got young daughter and this was inappropriate shouldn't have said that bang out of order and others were going can we trust you do you know if i say something around you are you then going to go trotting off to our supervisor to tell on me uh awkward more than awkward actually i've been in this scenario uh, back in the 80s and 90s, there's been times when I've reported inappropriate behaviour and we didn't have something called the Code of Ethics. We didn't have anything that legislated to say that it's actually the law that you will act with integrity, because that's what the Code of Ethics is. It's the law of the land. You can't just choose to ignore it. It's not guidance. It's not some, something you can pick up and go, ah, it's just advice. It's just guidance. No, this is the law of the land. You have to act with integrity, and if you don't, there will be consequences. So this raises this conundrum of how in the learning, and we discussed this, and it, it was it was a really interesting debrief because the client was saying how, in my, what I learned from this is that to avoid that awkwardness, I would perhaps just use the whistleblower process so that the supervisor would know that this action had taken place, this inappropriate behaviour had taken place, but no one would know it was me who's actually reported it because there, there, there were other individuals there at the time who witnessed it, so it could have been any of us. And that got me thinking about what your first duty is because integrity, you know, I think you could probably write a 20,000-word dissertation on the need for integrity in the police service. We see across the world at this moment the need for integrity with police officers. And I'd go as far as saying that this is the first duty of every police officer. The first duty of every police officer is to the truth. And if you can't find it within yourself to tell the truth, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. Be proud of telling the truth. Own it. Own it. Stand up for the right thing. And my advice to you is to be seen as the person who stands up to do the right thing. Now, some of you might be thinking, that's a great line, Brendan. I really like that line. I wish it was mine. I wish it was mine. So you may or may not know that I'm a bit of a fan of Star Trek. You know, I've loved the latest episode of Picard and I'm of a sufficient age to be able to remember Star Trek The Next Generation when it first came out. So in 1992, there's an episode where uh, Captain Picard, and if you don't follow Star Trek, you, you might not know what this is all about, but there is a captain called Captain Jean-Luc Picard. He's the captain of the Starship Enterprise. He's played by Patrick Stewart. Incredible actor. Absolutely incredible. And one episode is actually called The First Duty. And this is where one of the um, uh, crew members, Wesley Crusher, who's a cadet at the Starfleet Academy, carries out an exercise as part of the closure of his course. And it involves a spacecraft and some manoeuvre and several other cadets, and it doesn't go right, and someone ends up dying as a result of it. And at the inquiry, he tells the partial truth, but he admits to tell some things. So as far as he's concerned, he didn't tell a lie. And Jean-Luc Picard challenges him on this, 
and it's a wonderful set of lines and it sort of reassured me back then because I watched this very soon after I challenged someone's inappropriate behaviour and everyone was really clear that it was me that had done the challenge. I made it clear that I'm going to report this. It was actually an assault on a prisoner. This was before we had cameras everywhere. It's before we had recording devices all over custody complexes. It was someone that was punched by a police officer in a custody suite. And I stood up and said, this is wrong, this should not have happened, and I reported it to my sergeant and inspector. I was not a popular person. Can I share that with you? I was not a popular person. I stood up for the truth. I owned the truth. I was prepared to stand up for the truth. And it was difficult at the time because there was no code of ethics. There was no code of ethics. There was nothing to say that what I was doing was the right thing or the wrong thing. There's nothing to say that this is our absolute crystal clear expectation of how you should behave. Now there is. We've got the Code of Ethics. It's been with us since 2014. More about that in a moment, about what it actually requires of you. But in that challenge, getting back to Star Trek, um, Jean-Luc Picard challenges Wesley Crusher with the line that the first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth. And if you can't find it within yourself to tell the truth, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. And as soon as I heard that, although it's just a, you know, it's it's a drama, it's a science fiction, but it was delivered with such enthusiasm and emotion and panache by Patrick Stewart that I just thought, you know, that's that's how I'm going to be as a police officer. I'm happy to stand up for the truth. And if I can't, I don't deserve to wear this uniform. To what extent can I be proud to wear this uniform? To what extent one day will I retire or resign with honour, having worn this uniform with honour, being prepared to tell the truth, to stand for the truth? And it was quite a deep moment, actually, in my life, but it just reminded me the other day when we were talking about, do we just go via the whistleblower line, or do we stand up and own the truth? Because integrity is a complex thing. Although we're talking here about... Uh, standing up to do the right thing and challenging all difficult circumstances, even when no one's watching. What about the aftermath? What about your relationship with colleagues once they know that you were the person who stood up for the truth? Actually, I'd like to think now that the police service has grown up a lot and towards the end of my career and certainly certainly mid-career, I was very proud to work with people who were absolutely of that ilk, that they were prepared to stand up for the truth. They wore that uniform with honour. And that is something I'd like to remind you all, you know, once you're in the police, think about what it stands for. Think about what you stand for. You stand for the truth. And if you can't be prepared to stand up for the truth in every shape and form, not just by, I'm going to omit that bit because I don't want to talk about that because, you know, going to get someone into trouble, but I'll tell the partial truth. Then you are not standing up for the truth. You don't deserve to wear that uniform. I would not want to work with you if I couldn't absolutely trust you. Absolutely trust you. Now, the Code of Ethics has kind of cleared things up over the years because it's really, really clear now about what your duty is. What your first duty is. Your first duty is to not just um, report any inappropriate behaviour, but it's your first duty to challenge it, to question it, and to take action. And also says that you will be supported. If you do this, you will be supported. And you, as it says in the standard, will be honest and act with integrity at all times. 
So this is something I really like. I like the fact that the Code of Ethics makes it really, really clear about what the expectations are. But the world is a murky place. The world is not something that's crystal clear. And you're going to be presented with scenarios where you may be thinking, what should I do? What course of action am I going to take? I'm confused. I'm not even sure if this is a misconduct. I'm not even sure whether this behaviour is inappropriate. It kind of sits in this woolly area where it might be. Some people might consider it to be inappropriate. Others might not. It depends on your own individual standards of what you believe to be acceptable. So this is a murky world. It's not quite as crystal clear and clear cut as you might think. So here's a couple of little tests that may be able to help you in deciding on what to do. So I talk about integrity being doing the right thing in challenging or difficult circumstances, even when no one is watching. So how about this as a test? Let's just imagine that there actually are people watching. And the people that are watching are the chief constable, your favourite teacher, your favourite relative, your best friend, if you uh, uh, believe in a faith, a person of the cloth. So all of these people, just imagine that they're watching you and you're about to do something or not do something which would result in you standing up for the truth. Would they be proud of you? Would they be proud of you? And ask yourself honestly that question. Would they be proud of you and look at you and think, I'm so proud of whoever you are? If the answer is yes, then you're doing the right thing. You're standing up for the truth and you deserve to wear that uniform. If you have some doubts, well, there's a course of action you can take there and I'll come to that in a moment. But if you're thinking, mm, they're going to look at me and think, no, who's this person? I'm not proud of this person anymore. I can't believe they're taking this course of action. Then it's the wrong thing and you need to reevaluate what you're going to do. But still, you might not be sure. You might be thinking the jury's out even with all of those people watching me. The thing to do there is to report it then to someone who you know and trust. A role model might not necessarily need to be your sergeant or inspector, but just someone who is a role model for you within the police service. And just ask them, what do you think? What would you do if you were in my shoes? Now, the great thing about that is that once you've told that person, they can't unknow it. So even if they say you've got to report this and you turn around and go, I'm not sure if I want to, your role model should be able to help support you. And if you say, you know, if you're not prepared to stand up for the truth at that stage and you say, actually, I'm going to bottle out, I'm not going to do that, the person you've told cannot unknow what you've told them. And because they're a role model, they will then report it. They will then report it. So this is a great way, a great leveller, a great, way, a great way of making sure that what the action that you take is going to be the right action. Now, this is hugely complex, folks. It's not an easy thing to do. I know that because I've been in this situation more than a few times, and it is very, very difficult. But what I can say is that now I have retired, now I've left the police, I know I can look back on my time and think, do you know I did some foolish things? Do you know sometimes I did some things, I look back on it and think, what a stupid thing to do. But I can hold my head up high and I can look back on my service and think, yeah, I served with honour there because when it came to do the right thing in challenging or difficult circumstances, I stepped up to, I stepped up to the plate. I did my first duty. I stood up for the truth and told the truth without omission and I deserve to wear that uniform. So my question for all of you folks is, 
Are you prepared to wear that uniform? Are you prepared to stand up for the truth? Because institutions like the police and their ideals of truth and integrity are only as good as those who are willing to defend and stand up for those principles. Are you that person? If you are, you deserve to wear that uniform. If you're not quite ready for that yet, then maybe there's a little bit of development you need to do in terms of your character to ensure that you're that person so that when you do go through the interview process and you are challenged in the situational questions or by an inspector in the force interview where they're asking you about a time when you have challenged inappropriate behaviour or have done the right thing, you can stand up and talk proudly about what you've done and own it because you're telling the truth. This is your first duty. Well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and me talking about something that is very close to my heart. Um, and there's a need for more integrity in the police service right across the world at this moment in time. And if you want to find out a little bit more about the sort of conundrums that you might have to face and learn from other people and have the discussions about this sort of thing, then I'd love you to be part of our Blue Light community. Check on the link in the podcast post where I'll put a link to the Blue Light Police Recruitment Facebook support group. There are over 11,000 people in that group now. Uh, probably around 8,000 of them are people who want to join the police and about 3,000 plus who are actually in the police now. They've succeeded. They are on their journey. Some of them are now sergeants. Actually, one of them has just been promoted to inspector. So these are people who I've either worked with in the past or I have supported through the recruitment process. And I'm delighted that they're all doing incredibly well. And they are now acting as a listening ear and acting as mentors and role models and guidance for people like you who want to join the police. So please do come and join us. Click on the link. I'd be delighted to see you in the group. So until next week, um, I hope you uh, live by these standards, live by the code of ethics and start developing yourself so that you can answer the difficult questions that you're going to get asked as part of the process. Remember, the police don't know you are living. You've got to work hard for it. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>